Hey guys, welcome to Shark Dropper. I am your host for this evening, Robert. And I'm John. And it's just us two. Hey, hey. another duo show. One of those one of those classic Robert and John duo shows. Ah, yeah. They're becoming classics, uh, I think. Quote unquote classic. How many <laughs> do you think we've done where it's just you and me? I think a handful, like three or four. Right? Have you ever done one with just Kyle? I think so. Well, I, don't, I don't think I've ever done one with just Kyle. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> oh, done one without Kyle for sure. Well, that's we're doing one right now. Sure, sure. Yeah. All right. So, mm-hmm. to to get us started. Ooh, already something. Yeah. I actually just finished watching Iron Fist. Oh, Netflix. did you? I thought you weren't going to watch it. I mean, I really didn't want to watch it because uh, so it's gotten like a lot of terrible reviews, and you know what? Yeah. It, it it totally deserves all the criticisms. Was, like, it, was it that bad? It, okay, listen. So uh, there's huge plot holes, like uh, throughout every episode. The uh, there are some characters in there, some side characters that are just totally fucking boring. Mm-hmm. The uh, the antagonists are just not interesting at all. The main character Danny Rand has. Just the way he's written, it's just like he's kind of like this kind of kid-like like nature about him. Like, oh, yeah. Like, uh, it's just he's been away for like, you know, 15 years and he comes back and he's still kind of a kid. I'm just like, mm-hmm. okay. But despite all that, like, I, I think it definitely deserves all its criticisms. But I was still entertained by the show. <laughs> like, I still binge watch it. I'm just like, yeah, this is why really you, interesting. Why do you think it was so bad compared to, like, the other ones, which weren't? I mean, I heard mixed reviews about Luke Cage. Yeah. But why do you think this one was so bad when Netflix has been putting out, like, decent shows? I mean, why did it turn out Or decent out so Marvel. Bad? Yeah, decent Marvel. Like, I why mean, Why do you think? It was going to happen eventually, right? Just law of averages. Like, you're going to put out a stinker, like, every now and then. I mean, obviously. But... It it was kind of weird to me that it feels like they're going downhill as they keep going. Well, here's my theory, is that the character of Iron Fist is just a really hard character in general to depict. Because, like, you look at Daredevil, like, that's a really, that's kind of a quote-unquote easy character to adapt into something, like, really... Because he's complex? It's a complex character. He's also realistic. I mean, quote-unquote realistic compared to, like, the other Marvel superheroes. Plus, he also, like, uh, he's more human than most other superheroes. Like, he's blind. I know he has, like, kind of super senses, but, like, he still gets beat up after every fight. You know, he's he also has, like, a, a lot of complex issues going on, like daddy issues. Right. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Iron Fist is, like... <laughs> so the character, he's, like... His family is, like, super rich. They own, like, this powerful corporation, so he's, like, a billionaire. Like, after the first... So he's like the Iron Man of... Uh... Yeah, like, uh, so basically, he just, he's super rich. He can afford anything. Um, plus, he also has uh, superpowers <laughs> because he was trapped in a monastery in heaven for like 15 years. In heaven? Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, there was like plane crash. He, uh, he ended up being saved by these monks from like a yeah. mystical place. And like, so he trained there and he got like superpowers. He got like... He was quote unquote the chosen one, that uh that old trope. So it's just like super rich uh person, also the chosen one, also really boring side characters and enemies. I'm just like they're basically just going stuff that's in the comic book. They're not really like kinda they're not they're not like adding stuff that wasn't in the, the original source material. So I'm just like 
it's I I I kind of give him the benefit of the doubt because it's just like you kind of have to work with what you're given, and Iron Fist is just like compared to the other Marvel heroes, like he's really out there, <laughs> right? And it's just like it's it's it, it's hard, you know. Mm. Whereas like Daredevil is just like really really easy to sympathize. He's with. He's a blind lawyer. Yeah, exactly. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, honestly, like, I was still entertained by it, though, which is kind of the weird thing. I'm just like, you know what? This show definitely, this is definitely a bad show. It definitely deserves all the criticisms it's got, but I'm actually still entertained by it. I don't know. I'm still behind on all of them. Uh, At least watch, like, the Daredevil seasons. I mean, I'm I on Daredevil season two right now. Yeah. I think Daredevil is by far the best right. show they got. So, so I'm... uh. And then Jessica Jones is pretty good. Luke Cage, I'm still kind of lukewarm about. So, <laughs> nice. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm actually super excited for the Defenders coming out. Right. Yeah, I think that'll be kind of that'll be kind of a cool, low-key kind of TV version of the Avengers. Yeah, which is kind of the point. Yeah, I know. You know. But it's I, cool. Yeah, I guess there's, like, also this controversy. Uh, controversy. <laughs> is that like a uh, chocolate yeah. controversy? <laughs> controversy. It's like an almond in every bite. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like uh, I guess there's controversy that the, uh, well, this is like a white dude, but he's like has like a, he's practicing like Asian mystical arts, so like they're accusing Marvel of whitewashing. I'm just like, you know, as an Asian person myself, I wasn't really offended by that. I mean, I don't speak for all Asian people. Do you think it's because you're just used to them whitewashing, like, characters and everything, pretty much? Well, the thing is, like, the character of Iron Fist, like, he was always white, you know? Ah, well, then... Yeah, so it's just, like, having a white guy play a fictional character who was always white. Like, I don't think that's really whitewashing. That's not whitewashing. Maybe it's, like, cultural appropriation, I guess, but I'm just, like, because it's a white dude doing, like, Asian martial arts, but I'm just, like... Yeah, I just you don't have to be Asian to do martial arts no, on no, screen. Yeah. I think what would be considered whitewashing is like they did like a live action adaptation of Mulan and they got like a white girl well, to play well, Mulan. Like, I mean, that's definitely whitewashing. Jake Gyllenhaal was the Prince of Persia. Yeah, and Tilda Swinton did help. Yeah, Doctor Strange. Yeah, it, I mean there are times where they do that kind of thing. Johnny Depp as Tonto. Yeah, I mean, there's there are times <laughs> yeah, when things those are, are definite. Those are definite cases of whitewashing. But as far right. as Iron Fist goes, I'm just like, no, the okay. character was always white, so I don't know. But I I want to talk about the whitewashing thing because I think about it and it's like, is okay. All right, let's. I'm going to do this two ways. Okay, Johnny Depp as Tonto. A lot of people were like, that's whitewashing. Why don't you get a Native American to play that character? To me, it's. If like, you think about it, Johnny Depp is a Native American because he was born in America. See what I did? Boom. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But <laughs> what I, uh, I'm trying to say is he's also acting a part. So, yes, it's whitewashing, but I, my whole thing is like it's also acting and, and not to sound racist. But I think the reason they whitewash is because the people they use to do the whitewashing are people like kind of bigger names sure. that they try to drag an audience in. Like and Johnny it kind of Depp. makes sense. Right. Johnny Depp's a big name. He's a huge name. So it's like that helps them when Army Hammer is not necessarily, and I'm talking about the Lone Ranger here, but Army Hammer is not the biggest, biggest name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
he's not the biggest name, but Johnny Depp is. So to get Johnny Depp to play Tonto, and he's done those kind of characters before where they're kind of like goofier characters and kind of oddballs. So like that kind of made sense to me, and it didn't really bother me as much as like other characters. Like Tilda Swinton kind of felt kind of weird. She's a big name, but not like a drawing power. You know I, what I, I mean? think like because uh, I don't know anything about Doctor Strange, um, right? So I don't know like if her character was originally Asian or white, right? But like I, I think for Tilda Swinton, like the character worked because like she, Tilda Swinton's got like that weird kind of look. She's about got that face. Yeah, yeah. It's face. just like it's. It's just like you're kind of, it puts you at like not completely at ease. <laughs> right, right. So you kind of look at her. I'm just like, oh, okay. But I'm, I'm just I saying it's, it's kind of hard to blame people for whitewashing when I think they've proven that like when they do whitewash, it's the bigger names like Scarlett Johansson in the new movie. Ghost uh, in the Shell. Yeah, Ghost yeah. in the Shell. Like it's a big drawing name. There yeah. aren't like a lot of big Asian it actors. It bombed at the box office. It did. Though. It yeah. did do really bad. So. But that's what I'm saying is like it doesn't always work, but I think track records show that it does normally draw a larger crowd, which is not always good. But I think people are starting to kind of come around to it that like even movies like to me like Get Out, which was that new Jordan Peele movie that didn't really have a lot of star power. None of them were like big names. Uh, it was like, you know. I will say, like, the white characters were the ones that I did know, like, the mom and dad uh, of the girlfriend or whatever. But, like, that main uh, the main black actor, he's not a big name. I don't even think he was really in that much before yeah, that. There was also kind of quote-unquote tr- controversy about that, too, because I guess uh, he's uh, from the U.K. You know, oh, from yeah, America. Okay. And Samuel Jackson was, maybe his quote was taken out of context. All right. But it was kind of, it was kind of complaining about, the UK African Americans playing the parts of American Why black does that characters. Matter, though? Uh, yeah, I'm just like so. There's like this whole kind of. It may have been just non-news. Like maybe he would just take quote like his quote was taken out of context. But there's like this whole discussion about you know should you know African Americans from other countries play African Americans. Andrew Lincoln. Oh, is you know British. when I say when I say African Americans, I'm just like not, yeah, not, when I say not like UK. <laughs> yeah, it's from like uh, yeah, but like uh, you know, black people from the UK should they be playing characters that are uh, African Americans? Because it's like you could argue that they there's like there's two different experiences there of growing up black in the UK and growing up black in America, right? I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, but I haven't... again, they're acting. See, that's why. Like, to I'm me, sure there's still racism in the UK. <laughs> like, there, there was. I mean, they still had. They were still sure racist over there for a long time. They but, got rid of slavery before us. Yeah, so it's completely. It's not the same thing, and I think that's what Samuel Jackson was trying to get at. Like, you know, maybe it's just like you would have more. You know, Americans play that? these parts. So I'm just like, but is he saying that because of what that movie was? In its context, or is he talking about just any movie in general? Why are you getting a British black man to play what an American black man could play? See what happens when uh, you take a quote out of context. <laughs> <laughs> just raises so many questions. Well, I'm just saying because Andrew Lincoln it plays like a, uh, like a an Alabama guy. or a Georgia, Georgia. Yeah. sheriff, and he's British. Yeah. So what does it matter? You ever hear him in like an interview, like his yeah. real life accent? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that guy's it's, definitely from the UK. But he's not the only one. There's a lot of British actors that are coming over, and even Australian actors and stuff that play American roles. Does it, it doesn't bother me. Sure. And they're white. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's kind of weird. I, I don't know. It doesn't really bother me that much. Even like the whitewashing, and I, I feel like that makes me like almost come off as racist, but that doesn't bother me that much because it's to me it's acting. Granted, I think the wrongness in it is the fact that there aren't that many famous Asian actors or not that many famous black actors and stuff. There there are some, but none of them are like as prominent as just how many white huge a-listers there are sure sure because they're not going to give like it's hard for like a black man or an asian person or or uh, any other race really to have like these a-list stars in america because it's just been predominantly white for so long another problem is that like if you're you know say for instance asian like you're more likely to get typecast like when you go in for a role because like you know the Asians, Asian guys look at typecast like the nerdy guys, or like uh, <laughs> the guy who's good at math, or the, the guy who's like a sidekick, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or the Asian women, they're like the prostitutes, they're the girlfriends, they're the right. uh, they're the sex objects. And then you have the uh, also like the African Americans, token know? black guy, token black guy, the gangster, um, yeah. <laughs> like, like there's all, yeah, yeah, it's part of a gang. Oh, also, if you're uh, if you're a uh, Hispanic, you're probably gonna be a gangster. Oh, <laughs> some sort definitely uh, you're uh or if you're like Louis Guzman or whatever you'll just be like the goofy sidekick yeah yeah so I don't know there's also just it's just typecasting in general really it is and I think I think cinema is getting better with it as there's been more independent films like the independent market's like a lot bigger you get like I, I think it's starting to grow you get more actors that are of color getting nominated for like more movies and more supporting actors and actresses. I mean, the awards are nice, but we're really counts as the bottom line. Can yeah. they, can they make money at the box office? Like sure. can like uh, an Asian man pull in money for being the lead? Like uh, in lead it's role? hard though. Like, I mean, when I think of an Asian man being a lead, it's like Jackie Chan or something. Jackie Chan or, uh, you know, um, but name like an actor right now, like an Asian actor that could play like a lead. And I'm not saying he couldn't. There's not one that couldn't play it. I'm saying like that somebody would put as a lead right now. Um, I can't really like think of. I'm sure there's some John out there. Cho in a yeah, comedy. like Harold and Kumar, <laughs> <laughs> which right there is kind of yeah. like <laughs> interesting. Um, Camille Nanjiani, like uh, Aziz Ansari was. Uh, yeah, he headed his. Yeah, like in a comedy. I mean, there's stuff. There is stuff. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of it's comedies. Sure. But there are movies that have predominantly black casts that get made, like, quite often now. Tyler Perry stuff. (laughs) Not just Tyler Perry, but there's a lot of, like, (laughs) there's a lot of uh, things still. So You know, I've heard Tyler Perry has, like, his own compound in Atlanta. Like, it's like... What do you mean a compound? Quote-unquote studio where, like, they... They make all these Tyler Perry movies, and it's just like, from what I've heard, like, like his production company isn't affiliated with like the the official film unions and whatnot. So like, if you work there, you're kind of you're kind of like pseudo blacklisted from the rest of the uh, the industry. It's just like, it's really it's really weird. Politics get uh, play a big part, but I'm just like, yeah, it's either when you go if you uh you want to work at Tyler Perry, it's like. It's basically Tyler Perry and nothing else. <laughs> I'm just like, oh crap. I like 
to me, it feels like Tyler Perry's not as big as he once was. I remember when his Diary of a Mad Black Woman came out. about that. <laughs> no. <laughs> but when Diary of a Mad Black Woman came out, I remember, like, the theater I was working at was just, like, packed. Like, it was packed. And now, like, Tyler Perry movie has come out, you know, every year. He oversaturated his own market. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. He's the Call of Duty. <laughs> he is the Call of Duty of black, <laughs> black acted movies, I guess. I don't know. Sure. I don't know. Have you ever seen a Tyler Perry movie, like, all the way through? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I saw um, Why Did I Get Married. It was, parts of it were okay. Some of it was kind of, like, to me, and I don't know if it's just, like, black cinema and, like, because I'm white, like, I don't, I I understand, like, it's just different kind of living situations and stuff, so I don't always, like, get the jokes, but it's not really even that. It's, like, to me, it felt like a lot of his movies are almost, like, too far-fetched in areas like they're too ridiculous to like be taken seriously i'm not talking about like diary of mad black woman which is a comedy i understand that but like why did i get married some of it felt like almost like like the dialogue was kind of like cringy it didn't feel like realistic was that like all those movies maybe i I don't (laughs) know i haven't seen that many of his movies you don't have the box set (laughs) i'm not not that i like hey I'm sure some of them are good. I heard people liked Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Didn't see it. I I mean, I've seen snippets from, like, various movies, but I've never seen, like, an actual one all the way through. He goes back and forth between, like, comedy and drama. I'm just not really in the target audience, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Makes sense. What have you been watching lately, Robert? Aside from... Uh, that one Tyler Perry movie. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing recently. I I've, I need to catch up on movies. There's so many movies that are out like right oh, now man. that like I want to see. I need to catch up on everything. I need to see Get Out. I need to see Logan. I need to see Kong. I saw Kong. Are those even in theaters still? Kong was the last movie I saw. Kong, You didn't see Kong, did you? So we nope. can't talk about it. Yeah. It was good. Right. I don't care. No, the only thing I wanted to talk about Kong, and I'm not going to like spoil it or anything, but... There's a lot of characters, like a lot of human characters in the new Kong movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. But it's weird because they give kind of like a backstory to each character. But the characters only are there for like a a short time. And so many of them die like so fast. It's very like it's I haven't seen it in a movie in like a long time where they give like these backstories, to all these characters where it's like, oh, like this character has this quirk about him or this character has a son that he's writing letters to and like but yet all these characters just die and i'm like there's no closure to anybody and it, it felt kinda, really weird kind of sounds like a studio came in and they're like hey we want to make some changes to the script needs <laughs> needs more uh yeah kong battles i guess and less characters yeah because that's kind of what it sounds like why would you go through the trouble of the backstory if like you're not gonna it's pay we- it off but it's weird yeah they don't really pay off and the way everybody dies in kong like all the characters that do die the ones that die like it just felt like they died like meaningless like a meaningless death. you know i bet you what happened was the original screenplay that the writers came up with Mm. Like, it's a very meaningful story of all these characters. <laughs> yeah. But then, Probably. like, the studio came in. It was like, you know, there's not enough action. Dinosaur. There's not enough Kong, Kong stuff. <laughs> so. Maybe. I do. I think the style of the movie is, like, really good. Like, it's really well made. And the way it's directed and the scenery and the CGI, it's 
it's like some some of the shots are like really beautiful, like the backgrounds and everything, and the action sequences are pretty good too. But yeah, so for some reason, like, and I didn't expect like a lot of character development in a movie like that, but it just felt really weird that like. Like, here they have, they have, like, all these big name actors, and then they have all these side characters. They all have, like, a few lines here and there, and they all have, like, their own thing. But then they just, like, I don't, it just, it feels wasted. So it's like Lost ended after the first season. Yeah. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. It pretty much is. It's like they, like, here's everything, and you're not going to get, it's There's nothing a flashback. <laughs> but you know how, like, there's movies where, like, they'll introduce a character, and it doesn't matter if it's, like, um... It could be like John Carpenter's a thing or Alien or or Jurassic Park. Like Jurassic Park where the guy he's he's like the game hunter or the game warden and he's like talking about raptors when you first see him, Robert Muldoon, and then he ends up dying by a raptor at the end of the movie nearly. Yeah. And that's like his closure is like he talks about the raptors, he helps them like escape and all this kind of yeah. stuff and then he ends up dying by a raptor it's a very poetic it's a very arc. it's a very hard, there's yeah. an arc though that's yeah. all i'm saying is there's an arc yeah. but there's nothing like it's like here's this character it's like a straight line <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's just like he has some story to him but dead dead yeah, doesn't matter done. yeah it's done <laughs> it's like someone cut the graph in half <laughs> It's just very weird. I don't know. Like, you watch it and you let me know what you think. But otherwise, I mean, I still thought it was a good B-movie type film. Kong. That's the last movie I saw in theaters. I want to see Logan. I want to see uh, um, Train Spotting 2. I want to oh, see. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's out. I, I Is it out? Yeah, it's, it's been crap. out. It's I did not know out. that. Yeah. I I I've not read any anything about it. I, really? It's yeah. been out. I don't even know if it's still in theaters. It came out like a... Uh, Did it get good reviews? <laughs> uh, not great, but good. Oh. Yeah. Man. I want to see it. You figured that would have gotten like, more hype. Yeah, I was surprised. It kind of like came and went. Well, I mean, I guess it's kind of like kind of a cult classic kind of yeah. movie. I still want to see it. I still like... It's kind of it kind of came out like around the same time as like uh, Requiem for a Dream and like uh, it was like ninety six I think right yeah ninety eight yeah. so it's just like on the same level as Requiem probably as far as cool yeah status. cult status yeah wow yeah so it came know. out the original came out twenty years ago Ewan McGregor looks like he only aged like three years <laughs> but Robert Carlyle and oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> they they age more <laughs> it's the chlorians, man yeah <laughs> they keep they keep you good. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. yeah. No, I, I haven't really been watching too, yeah, too here. much. I haven't really been playing any games except for Resident Evil Seven. You and I played recently. Yeah, that was a great game. We played that for horror play. That'll be yeah. like the next one we release. Such an awesome game. That was a good game. I... I'm surprised because Resident Evil really went kind of extremely action oriented. Yeah, and I, I, I didn't hate it for that, but I kind of felt sad that they weren't as scary yeah. as they once were. Well, I think what happened was when 6 came out, that was like, it was like on the other end. It was like, because uh, it was like the most action, like a Yeah, because 4 was kind of action-y. That was the beginning of the... Uh, and, and then 5 was even more action-y, but it was still kind of like... 6 like full on Michael Bay. Yeah, <laughs> but 6 is like explosions, switching And there was like characters. so much criticisms about the game, so yeah. I think Capcom took, took those, back. which is kind of awesome. Like a lot of companies wouldn't do that. And they actually kind of, it looks like they kind of took inspiration from games like Outlast, from games like Alien Isolation, from mm -hmm. the PT demo. I it, think a lot of it might have been the PT demo too. Because yeah. when the PT demo came out, 
a lot of people were hyped up for Silent Hill, and they were like, yeah. this is what we want in a horror game. Yeah. And I think Resident Evil saw that, like Capcom saw that, and they are like, I want that. I, I think Resident Evil 7 is, it's not what it would have been, but it comes close to what Silent Hills would have been if it got released. Yeah, you know? it has that atmosphere. There's a lot of creepiness to it. There's a lot of tension. It's not all like monsters and... Plus the game is fun. That's like the fun. best part. That's true. It was fun. It's like, uh, you know, the old school Resident Evil games. I mean, yeah, the controls don't really hold up very well, but they're still really fun to play. Mm-hmm. You know, this one was like, it's first person now, and honestly, that was never an issue. I never even thought about it. Uh, the yeah, controls felt really good. It was I just like really the scary. Person. The puzzles were, uh, maybe they were a little bit too simple. I never thought they were like. That was yeah. the only thing. I think the puzzles could have been a little bit harder. Because, yeah. like, the core gameplay is still the same. It's like. You have to figure out a way to get to the new area by collecting pieces and maybe solving a puzzle or two. And Finding also, keys and unlocking clocks to yeah. get and statues. Like, they they moved away from zombies. You had like a uh, the bakers. You still had like zombies though. Yeah. I mean, you still had those creatures, the molded sure. or whatever. It was just an awesome game. It's the return to form for Resident Evil. It's what I'm it's what it should have been. I'm excited to see where they go next. I hope they kind of keep the same format and just bring something I guess it new. takes place, well, spoiler alert or whatever, it takes place, like, in the same universe as the other Resident Evil games because yeah. it's, like, because, you know, uh, Chris Redfield shows up at the end. Yeah. Spoiler. Or supposedly Chris Redfield, I don't know. Didn't look like him. There's but. some tie-ins to Resident Evil. And, like, I kind of think of, like, Resident Evil 5 kind of had, like, that same type of virus thing, like, where they were all, like... Uh, yeah. Well, that virus came from 4, because the villagers, like, they were infected with that right. special virus, so... Right, yeah. so that's why I'm like, is it the same virus or a kind of a mutation of that virus with the bakers? Because they're, they're kind of the same thing. There's a lot of loose ends um, that were never really tied up, but I feel like... Those are going to be tied up in DLC that's coming out for the game. Plus, I think when they do 7, I think they're going to start... Or not 7, 8. <laughs> they'll start, like, kind of maybe blending them together a little bit more. You know what's crazy is that we played it just regularly. We never played it in VR. That's true. I can't VR imagine how the scary. game would be in VR. Like, whoa. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, turning around and seeing, like, the creatures behind you and shit? Seeing, like, the grandma. Oh, my God. <sighs> The grandma was so scary. That was like the creepiest thing ever. The grandma in a little wheelchair just kind of <laughs> sitting there. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it was kind of cool. It had like that Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibe, but it like it also had like the zombie type monster creatures. And I don't know. It, overall, it's one of my favorite games that we like horror games that we've played for horror playing a long time. Yeah. Outlast 2 comes out this year as well, so I'm looking forward Not to that. Not until October, right? Yeah, so I'm looking forward to just playing that one and comparing it to Resident Evil 7. We like should play the one. demo and do like a uh, bonus episode for horror play. Outlast 2? Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Because the demo's out. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. For PS4? Outlast 2. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So we could do that and just do like a bonus episode. Because I want to like, I want to try it out. Sure. Just sure. to see. I, I hope Outlast 2... Is scary. There's a lot of horror games coming out soon that like seem like they're going to be pr- like they're starting to get like, like pretty creepy. They're triple A quality right. horror games. I mean, there are good indie horror games, but like sometimes you just want to play like a really well produced uh, <laughs> uh, game, you know? 
<laughs> one that doesn't have like one that's not built from the ground up by one guy. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure. It's not fucking Minecraft. <laughs> one that's like in development for a long ass time and still getting new updates oh, yeah. every week. Yeah. Oh, like hey the guys! Forest. I released like a new level. <laughs> Dude, I, I was week. so excited for the forest, and it's still in early access. Yeah, it's never gonna. That shit's been in early access for years. It's. I hate the fact that like, there's no time limit for that type of stuff on Steam. It's like, games can just be in early access forever. Yeah. So it's just like, that's why we don't review early access games on horror play because it's uh, they're always changing. They're quote unquote unfinished. So like, you know, I think, I mean, we're not trying to like be like. We're not trying to uphold like journalistic standards on horror play, but we not even close. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, we do want to try to like have some sort of integrity of some kind, you right? Know? <laughs> no, I know it's it's just it for that it's just kind of hard to review because if we review it now, then in another year it's just going to be updated and have way more. Can you imagine if like we reviewed Financial Freddy's? It was the early access. I was like, yeah, it was scary. But then, like, a year later, dude's like, hey, this is, like, fully 3D now. And now you yeah, can walk around the halls. I'm like, wow, that's a completely different game. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's, it's I don't know. It, I'm fine with not reviewing those. But maybe maybe we could review them for, like, the bonus episodes or just, like, kind of not review them but talk about them or something like that. Because I do want to play The Forest. I just, how, how much longer do I have to wait till it's completed? No, we're not going to. Not gonna review it, review it. No, we won't review it for like an episode unless it's completely done. Yeah, yeah. Nah. So, right. so Robert, you know that lately I've been just avoiding all trailers and all teasers of any kind, right? Because uh, I've I've I made a realization. It's like a lot of these movies, like I know I'm going to see. Like I'm no, I know I'm going to see it. Mm-hmm. I'm no, I know I'm going to see like the new Star Wars movie. But why don't you just watch it? The trailers are so good. Sometimes yeah. the trailers are better than the movie. See, that's that's the problem. The like trailers sometimes hype up the movie to unrealistic expectations. Don't watch the trailer for Alien Covenant. I, I'm not because you'll see everybody who dies in it. Yeah. <laughs> like so many people die in the trailer, and I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah, that's I'm, cool. I'm not. Yeah, but like it's kind of hard sometimes because apparently the. Uh, the teaser came out for Door Ragnarok, oh, I saw and that. apparently it's it super fucking awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Really? It's got a very Guardians of the Galaxy type vibe. Very yeah. colorful, very, like, the music is intense. It's got, like, a Led Zeppelin soundtrack. Oh, yeah. I really want to see it. Yeah. It's just Door and Hulk just doing, I mean, like, a buddy, see... buddy cup, cool, cool well, buddy cup movie. <laughs> it shows mostly Thor, and then near the end, there's, like, a Hulk. He kind of shows up, and it's kind of a... yeah. Interesting. You should watch it. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. Just do it. No. I like the trailers because, like, trailers are, like, kind of like mini movies. They show you the whole movie. That They put a cool song behind it, and it just makes me feel good. You ever see, like, uh, movie trailers from back in the day? Yeah. Like, they spoil a lot of crap. They, they basically go through the entire plot. <laughs> no, you know what's the best is, like, <laughs> mo- movie trailers from, like, the... F- 50s and 60s like they tell you they're like this guy's gonna fall in love with this girl yeah <laughs> this way and by this time sure <laughs> but her parents so-and-so yeah <laughs> and then they decide to like uh, run off together yep. to so-and-so country and live happily ever after <laughs> come see this movie <laughs> well, okay i mean do i still need to see it at this point yes 
Yeah, I, it's weird. Yeah, people are complaining like, oh, movie trailers today revealed too much. I'm like, no, movie trailers have always revealed too much. Movie trailers always have. There are some movie trailers when you watch back in the day that don't reveal stuff, but that's only like certain ones. Overall, they've always kind of shown stuff because they're trying to show you stuff to get you in to see the movie, which I understand, like, not showing everything, but whatever. Like, you know what I hated? Like, I remember, like, the Dark Knight trailer. Mm. They showed, like, that semi-truck flipping. Oh, yeah. I'm like, when I was watching the movie, I'm just like, I was expecting it. I'm just like, and I remember thinking, like, you know, this would have been really awesome if I didn't know that was going to happen. Right. So... I mean, I still enjoyed the movie, obviously, but I'm just like, it's little moments like that. I'm just like, they kind of get ruined by trailers. I'm just like... You remember the trailer to Citizen Kane when they said, Rosebud yeah. Sled. Yeah, Rosebud Sled. <sighs> and then you're like, oh, man. I hope that has spoiler nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> yes. I, hope that's not pi- I hope that's not a pivotal moment in the movie. Uh, yeah. Ruined it for me. I mean, worst movie I saw in 1942. <laughs> I wanted my 10 cents back. Yep. So mad, spent that 10 cents. I mean, I worked hard for that shit. All week. Yeah, All week the, for uh, that 10 cents. Working in the uh, the clothes factory. You know what I don't understand is inflation. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, how balloons work. <laughs> What's no, but I'm saying like Tootsie Rolls used to cost a penny like back when my dad was a kid or whatever, right? Like back in like how the 60s. I don't like, know. Like 80? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, close. Okay. Like in the sixties, I think it cost like maybe like a penny or a nickel or something like that. But what did it cost like in eighteen ninety for a Tootsie roll? If they had them then. Like, like a half a penny? Or like negative a cent? Like they Dirt? gave you a penny though. <laughs> they gave you like how much less can you get? You know what I mean? Like when did inflation just like kind of skyrocket? Um because like now milk costs what? Three dollars, two. two something? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't buy milk, so I don't know. Well, I'm just trying to, you know what I'm saying. How much is a banana? $10? (laughs) Like, okay, I'm going to look it up. How much do you think milk cost in 1960? Uh, I don't know. Maybe like a nickel for a gallon. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. If that's true, then that's crazy. But let's see. I'm going to say like a dollar. A dollar a gallon? Maybe not. I don't know. All right, hold on. So in 1960, I can't believe now 49 cents. 49 cents? Yeah. What a ripoff. 49 <laughs> cents. So if it cost 49 Four cents gallon. in 1960, yeah. how much did it cost in like 1900? Nothing? Did well, they just I, give milk away? Everybody had their own cows, <laughs> like, Robert. So <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> they everybody lived on a farm then. Yeah, you had the uh, milk. You didn't pay it for uh you didn't pay in currency. You paid in time. Bartering. Hard work. Yeah, just all bartering. Yeah. <laughs> all right, hold on. Wait. 19, all right. The average price for a gallon of gas in 1950 was 18 cents. Hello, Ezekiel. I have uh, come to barter this cheese for your cloths of linen. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, you know what I'm saying? Like, how come, where, where did milk start at? Like, when was the, how much was the first gallon? <laughs> like it was like the guy, the guy who made the first carton, and he was like, yeah. "This is a gallon." And I'm, so he I'm just milk. had like a he had like a milk stand he set up on the side of uh, the road. <laughs> Wait, this says milk was eighty two cents in nineteen fifty. Did it jump back up? I don't know. I mean, the milk market is very volatile. 
<laughs> All right, let's go to 1940. When was the first gallon of milk? Maybe I'm just like, yeah, can you find that on Google? 1940. In 1940, a gallon of gas was 11 cents. Oh, wow. But in 1949, it was 17 cents. So it jumps eight cents from 1940 to 1940. In nine years, it jumped to eight cents. So that's a cent a year. Yeah, but how much were people making back then? Uh, probably like 20 cents. <laughs> 20 cents a week. No, let's see. Okay. What was what was my question? When who, the first gallon of milk? Yeah. <laughs> gallon. Google comes back was like, milk. "What the fuck are you smoking?" <laughs> Price. Uh, see this is showing. Oh wait, prices in 1924. Let's look that let's look that up. How would Google know that? I don't know. 1924. A new car in 1924. Dang, they had cars in 1924. <laughs> it was $265. Yeah. Nice. Sure. You know how many cars I'd buy? Just one, because that would be pretty expensive back <laughs> yeah, then. Yeah, you don't need a, more than one car. A gallon of gas was 11 cents. A loaf of bread was 9 cents. Oh, a gallon of milk, 54 cents. Damn. That's pretty high still, I think. 54 cents for a Especially gallon Especially when of milk. you have a cow in your own yard. 1924. <laughs> gallon of gas was cheaper than a gallon of milk. That's accurate, I guess. That's still accurate. Yeah, never mind. I, I was trying to be shocked by that, but it makes sense. Let me see what else. Hey, how much do you think tweed knickers were? $1.55, John. <laughs> I would never pay more than a dollar for my tweed knickers. What do you think life expense expectancy was? <laughs> like seven. <laughs> 54 years. Really? That's crazy. Wow. Eggs were 47 cents each. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? That would be expensive. This omelet. <laughs> I, I want to find, like, the first. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Why I want to get to I want to get to that starting point. I don't know. How would you even, like, look that up? Like... There are limits to what you can do with Google. When was the first gallon of milk sold? Come on. There's got to be something. The surprising history of milk carton. I can't believe I'm doing, like, research while we're doing the podcast. But I'm just trying to figure out 3 million people and 10 million cows to tell you. All right. Whatever. I'm just saying it just... That always bugged me. I always wondered, like, when, like, what was the starting point for all these things? Like, that always gas. bugged you. That always <laughs> bugged me. Wow. I know things that bug me. You need to loosen <laughs> up, man. Stop letting everything bother you. <laughs> just let it go. <laughs> it's just, just there's certain things that bug me. And one of the things that bugs me is the first thing that ever came into existence. You know what I mean? Like, the who was the first person to you invent just, the Q-tip you need to or the go, chair? You just need to accept the fact that you're never going to learn the answer to everything. Yeah, but who was the first person who created a chair? Who cares? Who cares? But I want to know. The fact that the chair exists and it's already been invented, that should be enough. It doesn't bother you that you you don't know where the chair came from? No, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't <laughs> bother me at all. <laughs> it's something I never think about. How does that not bother you? You could be sitting on the ground right now, not in a chair. No. You know why? Why? Because the chair is one of those things that would eventually get invented. 
Yeah. It doesn't. But who was the first person? It doesn't like, matter. Is, but like, what it doesn't do matter. Think? Do you think two if people... fucking asshole A invent, it didn't invent chair A? Oh, hey, now the guy who asshole B would have guy... come along later and invented a chair. You're right. Is it but really I, like I that? Wanna... It's not that complex of a concept. All right. It bothers me. I want to know who the first person was who invented everything. Okay. Not everything, but sure. just like certain things. You should write a book. All right. Like, who was the first person to create the toothbrush? Who cares? Yeah, but we have toothbrushes. what did they do before that? It doesn't matter, man. They, Listen, I it doesn't matter. For... It doesn't matter because, like, someone else would have came along and was like, yo, man, I need to get the butter off this teeth. <laughs> <All right. laughs> but that's what I'm saying is I don't care about there, the, the there are asshole just some things that just like There are some things where it doesn't matter who invented it. It's just something that would have gotten invented eventually. You but know? you don't know that. Yes, you, I do know that. You don't that. know that. Yes. Like no. the fucking wheel? Does it really matter which caveman <laughs> thought like a rounded rock would roll better? Someone would have yeah. came up with the same idea. I'm just saying. Was it really cavemen who came up with the wheel? I don't think it was cavemen. Oh, I think it was somebody. after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it was after cavemen. Sure. Sure. I'm just saying, like it's just there are some things like that will get yeah, invented eventually. Thousands of years where people were probably not using toothbrushes. Okay, listen. Something like <laughs> the chia pet. Yeah. That yeah. I mean that would Explain. probably that would probably not have gotten invented like eventually. It it takes like a special person okay. to come up with the idea of the chia pet. Right. Sure. But like for something like uh I don't know, a window. Someone would have invented the window. Okay, but <laughs> eventually. But who was the first person to uh create nail clippers? I don't know. Does it matter? Then how did they clip their nails back in like medieval times? They just peel it off. They peeled their nails off. Sure. You think they broke all the time because they were just well, the thing all is, like they weren't getting a lot wood. of calcium in their diet, so just like they're just breaking off. Yeah. Or do you think they cut them off with like a knife or something? Sure. It who doesn't... invented scissors first? It doesn't matter. That's another thing that would have gotten invented eventually. Scissors. Yes. I don't know. I think you're taking, like, way too many liberties with this thing. Like, you think that no, just because some other person... No, sense. Yeah, but things are always getting invented. Exactly. That's my point. <laughs> People are always come up with ideas, and a lot of these ideas are the same or overlapping. But there always like, has to be somebody who's first. It doesn't matter. But I want to know who's like first. It doesn't matter, you know? I want to know. Sure. That stuff. Why don't you find out who invented the Chia Pet and give him a prize? I don't care about the Chia Pet. I care about the chair guy. I care about the toothbrush man. Or, or a woman. Who, I'm not being sexist. Sure. Just, you know, the first person who invented a door. They just had doorways before. The person who invented the selfie stick. Let's give him props. No, because, you're, like, no you're one... not going back further <laughs> far enough, okay? <laughs> um, that, that guy we can find, okay? <laughs> that one we can Google. But who invented the door? Doesn't matter. People would have invented the door anyway. But like, why do you think they invented the door? Because like, they needed a way in or out. <laughs> no, no, they well, didn't. Get out of they, had a, they probably they invented the doorway before they uh, invented the door. Sure. So they already had a doorway. But did you it's think they like, like? I want privacy. Why do we call this a doorway? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, need, we need something to put in the way of this doorway. And what do we call it? <laughs> So you think they call the doorway a doorway first? Hey, listen, guys. I have this thing called a doorknob, but I don't know what it goes on 
It's a knob that needs to go on something. Yeah. I don't know what it's for. I invented it, though. I feel like it has a purpose. I'm just saying I think the guy who invented the door first wanted some more privacy. You know what I mean? To jerk off. Yeah, probably. <laughs> sure. Like, he was in his cave, and, you know, his mom, his cave mom keeps coming in and out of the room. His cave sister's walking around, and he's just like, I just need some pi- privacy. Why are they cave mom and cave sister? Like, can't it just be mom and sister? No, they're cave mom and cave sister, because oh, okay. <laughs> he's a cave man. What if they're outside the cave? <laughs> no, but they're coming in and out. Oh, okay. So that's why he's like, I need to invent the door, so that way they don't come in and out. And I can masturbate in peace without them, you know, catching me. That's what I think what happened. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, uh, I know you don't give a shit. I don't but, give a shit. <laughs> but I, don't give a shit. I think it's a huge issue. And yeah. I think we need to spend more a, time on this topic. I think it's a very <laughs> minuscule issue that no one should ever spend any time on. All right. Let's move on. I do want to talk got, about I do a, like a. Oh, you have something? Like a, this is the in memoriam part of the show. Oh, who? Charlie Murphy. CM. Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy. He uh, died from leukemia, which is uh, not good. Hell of a drug. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> He was 57, right? Yeah. Way too young. What's Way wrong with young. your mic? It's not staying up? No, it's not staying in one place. See, just it just kind of droops. Lift that one up. Yeah. The arm doesn't go up? Yeah, see. Uh, that's good. Yeah. But uh, no, it was drooping before. <laughs> So. The mic was yeah. Okay. <laughs> also, my penis. Okay, yeah. Well. Yeah. Podcasting doesn't turn you on as it used to, right? No. No. Fire has gone out of it. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh. No. Anyway, yeah. Charlie Murphy. Yeah. Fifty-seven. That's crazy. That's cra- yeah, it's crazy. It's just like he's like one of the, like those kind of fringe celebrities. Like you kind of knew him as Eddie Murphy's brother, mm. but like he's still like he he's was still funny. funny in his own right, you know. He was doing stand-up, too, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, I don't know. Because, like, his claim to fame is the uh, the Chappelle show right. skit. And I feel like, I mean, that was hilarious for sure. But I feel like it's kind of, it's a double-edged sword. Because it's like, well, that's kind of the only thing a lot of people know you, know, know you know for. You for so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, the other, other reason is because you're uh, Eddie Murphy's brother. So. Yeah, I mean... 57 is a young age. Leukemia sucks. Like Fuck, a, the life expectancy in 1924 was 54 years old. Sure. That's uh, crazy. Yeah. Now, I, uh, I mean, I guess, you know, people were complaining about 2016 claiming all these people, but 2017, a lot of people are dying. So that famous people, people die every year is what you're every saying? Every year. Except for a few here and there, people die. Yeah, nineteen ninety four. No, one no one died. Yeah, that was a pretty shocking year. year. <laughs> pretty yeah. shocking year. Wow, wow. It was all births. <laughs> yep, and Forrest Gump won uh, Best Picture. <laughs> yeah, it's <a> crazy year. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, that's uh, it's sad, but sure. I mean, most people are gonna remember him for that. I mean, I, I gotta admit, I don't really know. Is that too like much a bad thing though? Because like. The majority of people on Earth, like, they won't be remembered for anything. So, No, I think it's good to be remembered for something. I mean, think about it. Like, Mark Hamill does a lot of shit, but everybody's always going to remember him as Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Even, like, even, like, bigger actors. Like, there's bigger actors, like... uh, Or Alec Guinness. There's, like... 
No, because uh, uh, as Obi Wan, but he's like you know I've, oh, I've yeah. been in like he's other a, oh movies. he's been in like huge movies, but <laughs> yeah. but Don Rickles just died recently, yeah. and Don Rickles is a huge comedian, mm-hmm. but there's there's an article that I read that said like most people nowadays are only going to recognize Don Rickles from being voices of uh, being the voice of Mr. Potato Head and the Toy Story movies, yeah. and I'm like shit like this guy was like an insult comic for like. 30 years yeah he was a uh, jeffrey he was jeffrey ross before jeffrey ross yeah was a fucking he was sperm. like crazy yeah i mean <laughs> he's been around he was 90 years old when he died you ever watch like uh there's a lot of youtube clips like when he would go on johnny carson and he mm-hmm. would also insult yeah <laughs> the guests that came on after him yeah it was just like he like popularized it yeah and like uh i remember he would rag on people like sinatra and mm-hmm. like Joan rivers and things like that and just, well they like, used to do know. those roasts like sinatra and yeah dean martin, dean martin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they popularized the whole roasting thing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, well, I think that's like a generational issue. It's just like... It is. Even our generation is like, they probably wouldn't even know who Don Rickles was. So. Oh, yeah. No, there's... There, I mean, that's why, like, for me, I always like going back in time and, like, seeing, at least through, like, the entertainment aspects of it, like, older movies, older music, older... Because, like, I like... Again, maybe this is because I want to know who invented the chair, but I like knowing where music kind of derived from, or I like knowing where movies came from, and and like that's where I get to know like these older actors and stuff. Like when Ernest Borgnine died, people were talking about how he voiced one of the characters in SpongeBob, and I'm like, Ernest Borgnine was in like huge movies in the 50s and and 60s, huge star, yeah, huge star, huge like supporting character in a lot of films. But people didn't recognize him for that. And, like, I understand. It's it's before your time, and not everybody goes back and watches these old movies or listens to this old music where these people started. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just inevitable, though. I mean, you're just going to... It's... Time moves on, but, like, you know... I know. Yeah. Time's always uh, changing, as Dylan once put it. Sure. Dylan Murphy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, uh we we still got some time, right? Yeah. Uh, before uh No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I wanna talk about two things. One Do we have time for that? United Airlines. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what about it, Robert? Uh Fox Ticken. Well, United Airlines, there was an incident. It was United, right? Yeah. Okay. Um an incident where a man was forcibly removed because United had employees that they wanted on the plane. Well, what it was that, like, United, I guess they tend to always overbook all their flights right. all the time mm-hmm. because, like, they kind of have to, they kind of count on the fact that, like, a lot of people just never really show up to their flights. A lot of people miss their flights, whatever. So it's like they always overbook it because, like, it's just, like, kind of extra cash for them. Right. But what happened was, like, this flight, everybody showed up. <laughs> But they didn't have any spots for kind of, kind of not like the main employees of that flight, but also the, the employees that were like kind of on their way to like another destination. Yeah. So it was just like they needed those spots for like these employees going to like the other destination. And so what they did was like they they offered, uh, you know, passengers like an eight hundred dollar voucher to give up their seat, but no one wanted to give up their seat. So eventually, they just kind of chose seats at random. They volunteered. Yeah, they because nobody would volunteer, so yeah. they just picked people. They got volunteered. <laughs> yeah, they, they got volunteered. One of the people they chose was a 
kind of like this elderly Asian man. Who was, was a doctor. He was a doctor. He didn't want to give up his seat because he had a uh, patience to see. Like, the it was just so bad, though. Like, just the, the sound of that is just like, uh. Yeah. And what it was was, like, uh, so United called the uh, their security. I, I don't think it was, like, the Chicago PD, but it was, like, another security force or whatever. Right. So they came in. They, uh. They uh, reaccommodated <laughs> these Re- passengers, right? Uh, forcibly, and like, uh, you know, I guess they uh, they kind of overdid it with the, the doctor because, like, you saw him getting dragged out because like, he refused to go. He's like, "I'm not leaving." Bloody and all yeah. that crap. They beat like, him and then they just kind of dragged him off the plane. Yeah. So yeah, that's that. <laughs> it's and and their stock has dropped so far since that incident two hundred and fifty five million dollars. Honestly, it. That means nothing to me because I know, like, well, you're right. They're gonna they the make airline industry is so huge, and United is but, such a big player. Like, they'll recover. Like, it's not. Oh, they'll recover. But do you think that that the stock drop and the negative publicity? Do you think that's worth the fact that they volunteer these people instead of the employees that they were trying to get back, sending them on another flight? Instead of trying to rush them on the plane, I, I don't think know it was worth the it? logistics of what or why they had to do that, but it was just like there must have been something like super you important. Like, you couldn't have increased like the offer to like a thousand or like increase the offer because then I think also, you start like, getting some volunteers. Don't use vouchers. Offer actual cash because like yeah, money back for your tickets. It's or like something. I can't pay rent with a voucher. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know? or, or you money back for your tickets and sure. then and then extra tickets for somewhere else or sure. something like that. Just, then like, I just would cut do a that. check. Don't right. don't. Don't give me a voucher. Like, yeah. But that means nothing in the real world. Mm-mm. So I I think they went about it wrong. It's definitely not bit. the best thing to drag somebody out of their seat when they paid sure. a ticket. Like yeah. they, they're like, I want this flight. They pay for it. And you just like Although like that security team, yeah. I think they're getting off super easy because like all the uh, the heats on United. Like Which the is guy weird, right. Like the guys in that video who actually dragged him out physically, like like they should be getting some heat now, but no one's. Well, they were about asked. It. They were asked. I mean, they're on administrative leave right now. Yeah, but yeah, but no one's like who knows. No happens. one's like calling for the heads on like national media. Nah, so nah. it's all on United right now, which it should be. But at the same time, it's like those guys in the video. They they really lucked out. They really did. They you know? they did. They, I'm surprised they're not getting as much heat as United. Like, is. do you even know their names? No one knows their names because nah. like a lot of these times, like the internet will just like. Pick they pick they villainize. They'll find one out place. everything about you, right? <laughs> but so far, no one's even bothered to even like, like, just look up any information, which which could be a good or bad thing. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like those guys got off easy. Uh, United's getting everything they deserve, but uh, I think it's one of those things where like some people who are sticking up for United are like, well, in the fine print, it says that even though you buy a ticket, you're not necessarily on that flight, but. Um. Oh yeah, hold on a second. All right, just had to make sure that the ending credits music didn't pop yeah. on. <laughs> um, no, but I. It's hard to stick up for United. I want to say that. Why would you want to? Yeah, <laughs> I, I. I just. I like. I get their company, and I get that they had an issue, and they were trying to say like, "Hey, guys, volunteer." But you know what they could have done, and this is what they. Uh, supposedly we're going to do is say, hey, if no one volunteers, we can't leave. 
We need these people on the plane, so we can't leave. So this flight is not going to go yeah. unless somebody volunteers. And then if nobody still volunteers, which that's what they said, if nobody volunteered after that, then yes, you up or you up the price of hey, instead of eight hundred dollars, what about thousand dollars? Or hey, what about this? We'll give you two free flights your next time or whatever it is. Just keep upping it until you get the volunteers. <laughs> Rather than beating the shit out of somebody, and now all of a sudden your your stock plummets, you're you're all over the internet. People are making memes about you. I mean, like, oh man, just... Twitter's <laughs> going crazy. It's awesome. I know. I love see Southwest. Like, uh, they put up like an image. Like Southwest. Like, uh, I think it was like we beat other airlines, not you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like the best part is like people post like uh, clips from my airplane. <laughs> oh yeah, like, the pilot coming in. Like here's a United Airlines pilot about like coming into work or whatever, and he's just beating up people like on the way. Well, like the, the part where uh, Liz Nielsen's like uh, trying to call on that woman down, oh, yeah, shit her, and then it just like it goes down the line. It's just, like <laughs> any reason to post airplane is a great reason. One one meme I saw is just like a picture of a guy and like a gurney or whatever, and. Uh, the the nurse next to him was like, "Are you ready for your surgery tomorrow?" He's like, "Yeah, as long as my favorite physician makes his flight home, I'll be happy." <laughs> like, it's just so bad. It's just bad because they picked a guy who, like, I get it. He like fought back and he's like, "I'm not getting off this flight." And maybe he should have just gotten off when they like said, "Hey, we're gonna." <laughs> take you off if you don't but he's like i have patience i have to get back to them it's yeah. kind of fucked up at that point yeah, it's right? not like it's not like hey man i got like a bowling game tomorrow night <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like the semi it's like the semi-finals come all on right? man i haven't beat grand theft auto 5 yet come i really want to get back it's been months i need to get back into it jesus <laughs> have you no compassion I know. He's like, I have patience. <laughs> like, I need to help people. <laughs> people will die if I don't get back. <laughs> and they just beat him up. He's <laughs> like, nope. Fuck you and your patience. And they just Ugh. knock him out. Oh, okay. Well, I I just wanted to bring that up. And then the other hot, this and this is also like a meme I saw. It said, um, in this like week, Pepsi says something along the lines like, hey, guys, we made a really bad move with our commercial we really messed up this thing oh, the gonna protest be... one of kendall jenner yeah like yeah. this is gonna be the worst thing in a while that anybody does and then it was like then uh united airlines was like hold my beer and then like after <laughs> yeah. that then it was like sean spicer was just like leroy jenkins because he made <laughs> that that comment about the holocaust oh, and man. he called this... them holocaust centers that's what he was calling like concentration camps. It's like Holocaust centers. Jesus. And then man. not only that is he said that Assad was way worse than Hitler. Like he kind of made I know he didn't word it that way, but like the way he was wording it was like, you know, even Hitler didn't use gas on his victims and stuff. Oh, and so people like chemical weapons. Yeah, chemical yeah. weapons. Yeah, it's just like no, he just used gas chambers and killed like millions of Jewish people and other people, like just ju- millions of people. You know, like gas is just uh, like another form of yeah. a chemical, chemical compounds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like come on, it's not chemicals aren't just liquid. They're it's also just like, they're also solids and they're also what? Gas. But then but then did you watch the video cuz he says that and like literally like 5 seconds after he finishes his sentence, somebody's just like uh can I get this right? Like one of the media, like yeah. they like writing it down. They're like, are you saying that Assad is worse than Hitler and Hitler didn't use chemical weapons? And, and he's like, 
trying to backtrack and it just yeah it is cringe it was so cringy like watching i couldn't even watch the whole video like How seeing him guy try to backpedal oh yeah his boss is an idiot he's an idiot too <laughs> yeah because they're all idiots oh man this is the world we live in it's, it's just uh, like it's you know what sucks is that like it's hard to make fun of these guys because they're doing like they're doing a way better job than like any comedian ever could it's just like how do you yeah. how do you make fun of these guys like because like it's every day it's like it's like I, CNN God. just had like they just had like a bunch of people on and they were talking about how Trump has been golfing 17 times since his inauguration and all he did like they have like video footage of just him nonstop like from over the years talking about how Obama all he did was play golf and play golf and how he should stay in the White House and Trump made promises I you know when I get elected I'm going to stay in the White House I'm going to stay in the White House then they said $27 million so far has gone to, like, his golfing vacations. And it's just, like... His wife doesn't even stay in the White House. I know. It's it's just such bullshit. Like, it's so hypocritical. So I'm not, I'm not saying Democrats aren't hypocritical at times, too. Obviously, they are. But come on. You cannot say that that's not hypocritical. He complained about golf, like, Obama golfing so many times. You know what's funny is that, like... Even if someone tries to call him out, like, he just won't acknowledge it. Yeah, it's just, like, it doesn't matter. It's, like, nope. It's fake news. It's fake news. Well, it's on your Twitter account. Yeah. Like, and you've said news. it. Yeah. It's, you've, we got the tweets. We got the video footage of you saying that. We got the proof that you were golfing. Fake it's news. Just, it just doesn't make any sense. Nope. It, it, that, the whole administration, like, it, it's just, it's ridiculous. PSA, midterm, elections coming up. Time to vote down the line. Go just Democrat. Get, get rid of Republicans. <laughs> just get rid of them. I mean, you hate to say like it's a party issue, but the thing is, like, these Republicans, like, it's like they're letting him have. Well, Bill, it's like they're turning a they're turning a blind eye. Yeah, you know. But even a lot of Republicans don't necessarily like Trump. No, it's they weird. don't. But they're not. But it's just but like a lot of them are just kind of going all of it because right. they know Trump will just kind of like let them do whatever they want. But I still think like Trump is just a puppet for the Republican Party. Like yeah. the one, the alt right. Like they're just trying to get their shit going. They use him because he doesn't know what he's doing, and he says the dumbest thing. Like he's talking about the health care. We have the best health health care plan. Like it's really very good. Whenever you say really very good. It turned um, out to be really shit. Yeah, really very bad. <laughs> they pulled the vote because, like, a lot of Republicans are like, actually, this plan kind of sucks. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's yeah. it's the the whole administration is just ridiculous. Even Bill Maher at this point is just like, listen, conservatives, I understand you're trying to conserve what America was founded on. You guys have your ideas and stuff like that. He's like, but do you have to be dicks all the time? He's like, there's a difference between being conservative and just being a dick. And like, he went through like all these just different examples of how like, you know, defunding the EPA, defunding all these other things. Like even the fact that they gave the national parks, uh, some guy came on, um, one of the heads of like the national parks and Donald Trump donated $77,000, like his first check of like being president to the national park guy. And like, there's a, there's memes online of like this guy accepting the check. And it's like, he's not like smiling, smiling. And it's because like, they just defunded national parks and everything like billions of dollars. But here's a check for 77,000 just to show that Trump does care. And it's like, give me a fucking break. That's such a slap in the face. Yeah. That's like me taking like thousands of dollars from you and being like, 
you know what though? Like, here's a hundred dollars. You'll make it. Yeah. You know what's funny is like, in the lead up to the election, when Trump was like uh, confirmed to be like the Republican candidate, there was like a lot of stories coming out of New York, because mm. like a lot of people in New York hate him, like like businessmen, like and all that, because like he had a reputation for like, because he was a real estate guy, like you know mm. he would uh, develop projects. He had a reputation for stiffing contractors. Oh, yeah. Like, they would do the job, and then he would just not pay. Like, that's what he was known for. Like, is that's kind of fucked up, right? Yeah. yeah. And, like, how many times has he gone to bankruptcy? Like, Yeah. It, it, that's why everybody talks about how great of a businessman he is. But he's a terrible he's, he businessman. He lies through his teeth. Yeah. He, like, he's so hypocritical. Yeah. And, like, what you, what you said, you can talk to him and say, this is what you said. And he'll just be like... Uh, no, no. He just denies Just it. no. <laughs> like, he doesn't even say, like, I made a mistake. He doesn't say, like, oh, that's not what I meant. He just goes, no. <laughs> nope. Okay. Okay. This is video of you saying it. Nope. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. It, yeah. It's, man, these next four years. Yeah. It's going to be rough. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that does it for this episode of Shark Dropper. We talked about a lot of things. We did? Yep. We did. Um, airplanes. Who invented the first podcast? Who? <laughs> there's a who lot cares? of controversy. Who cares? You know what? You know what? After this podcast, why don't we find out who made the first chair and the first podcast? Uh, podcast will be easier. But you know what? Let's just see if we can find out who made the first chair. Okay. All right. Well, that does it for Shark Dropper. Go to sharkdropper.com. You can see all of our podcasts there, fictional and non-fictional. We have some more stuff coming out. Uh, make sure to check in on it and also don't forget to rate and review us on itunes five star review that'd be awesome we're also on patreon if you want to donate you can donate as little as a dollar a month and it helps us out and goes back into our business and supplying more content for you guys um anything else uh no i think that's it oh cool. keep it uh, keeping the ear out for the resident evil 7 horror play yeah that's gonna be a good one i think i think so too and Iron Fist is on Netflix. Yeah, just watch it. I mean, it's it's a bad show, but like I was still entertained by it. You know, we used to do recaps, but I, let's not do a recap for this episode. Do something that you think that the listeners should have learned from this. Um, I mean, Iron Fist, maybe like go ahead, check it out. It's not as horrible. Sure. Okay. Don't watch Kong. I guess. Uh, you watch Kong, just don't expect to uh, develop any feelings towards the characters. Um, don't fly United <laughs> unless unless you're you okay. Shit beat. <laughs> yeah, unless you want it to be like Fight Club. Sure. Um, and uh, Trump is I think hypocritical. I think that's every week. Actually. That's yeah, pretty much. Yeah. All right, I guess that does it. I've been your host, Robert. I'm John. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Yes, I stand here looking out over the ocean. I didn't want to cause a great big commotion. Because when I saw what looked like a fin break through the surface again, it was a shark. Shark.
the target. T-minus five seconds till shark drop. Five, four, three, two, one. Drop the shark! Go! 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 The following podcast is a Shark Dropper Studios production.